head trainer for Godolphin, uh, James Cummings. Of course, James, when it comes to to the media and being a racehorse trainer or a rider, uh, you kind of have to get used to it in a bit of a hurry, having someone shove a microphone and a camera in your face. Good morning, James. <laughs> Good morning, Richard. How are you? Very well. No, couldn't could not be happier on a Saturday morning. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're right about that. So you're a lot better off being friendly with the media than, uh, than being the opposite because it's very difficult to win an argument against a person who holds the microphone in their hand. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong, James, with also playing... It, there's one thing being friendly, but there's also playing that straight bat and, and, and telling things you know, how they are. Yes, <laughs> that can be well. That can be dangerous. But we better we better tell we better tell, tell it how it is this morning as we go through my runners for the day. Good morning, James. Well, telling it out, we were just discussing before you came on air, the apprentices, and even uh, the young gentleman riding for you these days, Zach Lloyd, presents himself very well, rides very well, speaks confidently. Um, the apprentices have come a long way in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's true, and, and their work rate is different. Uh, they get, they get uh, I, I, you know, pleasingly, you would have to agree, uh, they get very well looked after too. They're sort of not exploited like they might have been in the past. Um, you know, I reckon they did. They did. They did some pretty tough times in the past. You know, you just got to get Darren Beaman on here, and he can tell you some stories about the tricks he had to pull just to get a day off with Theo Green back in the day. But, uh, but Lester Proctor, who's help, helping uh, helping me run Crown Lodge at the moment, while um, while Dizzy Appleby has a, has a bit of time off, he's he's. Uh, He's chosen to freshen up Zach Lloyd this morning. He's given him a little. He's given him a little morning off to try to keep him sweet after riding late into the evening last night. It's a bit of a different world compared to the world that Darren Beban and and others grew up in when they were riding for pretty stern masters. I would have, um, you know, I would have thought. But he's uh, he's going he's going really well at the moment, Zach. Um, exactly. He's, he's working. He's working. He's working hard, and uh, and he's he's already ridden. 37 winners this season, and uh, and he's already comfortably gone past his total prize money earned last season, uh, and and that's um, and that's enough to suggest he's rising to the occasion, handling the pressure, and um, and making a really good fist of things in Sydney. Exactly, yeah. He um, a couple of his rides for Godolphin today have been scratched, but he does ride uh, Kamagui in race seven, a last start, Mudgee Cup winner, a horse who brings solid provincial and, and country form to the city. Is he ready for Sydney Saturday race in Kamagui? Well, the thing we like about I think we like about that challenge for him is that he he, he went he went to the standalone Kembla Grange meeting. The day of the gong, and uh, and he raced so beautifully there. Second up, he was wide all the way and still kept fighting on against his stablemate Tamerlane, who eventually won the race from the front. Who's Zach Roden, fact, and and, uh, and 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 you know that that is the race that he used to pack his bags and head off to the time-honoured Mudgy Cup. There's a bit of pressure on trying to win the hometown Cup of our boss Ken Cox. But, uh, that the horse was able to absorb a fair bit of that pressure himself, and Grand Buckley steered him into the clear. And God bless him, he got, he got his he got his nose down right right on the line. 
Probably meant as much rich to Vinners winning a Group One with <laughs> winning that Mudgy Cup. Love James. Barry. Um, did, sorry, James yeah. sorry, James. Did did Vin take you on a little tour around um, Burren Dollar Wines, or didn't have time? He said that he said. I think he said something about there might be a um, there might be a bottle of Burren Dollar for everyone in the joint <laughs> after winning the Mudgy Cup. <laughs> Is he still trying sorry, to give him away? <laughs> That's uh, a great drop. It's a great drop. I've actually, I've actually spotted a fair bit of it in Melbourne. Is is it really? <laughs> you say with some trepidation, Rich. <laughs> it sounds like in your house. <laughs> oh, look, maybe, maybe, maybe the vintages have come along in the past decade. I don't know. <laughs> well, they only get better. They only get better. That's been pretty good. The, bo- the bottles I've enjoyed have been pretty good. <laughs> Um, hey, Sorry, Ray, James, where were we? That's, that's okay. We'll get back to today. And really interested, James, in your thoughts on your two-year-old Colt Crucible who lines up in the first two nice trials going into this. He looks a monster of a Colt, James. Yeah, he is a, he is a big boy. He's, uh, we've, got a couple of, we've got a couple of big two-year-olds that we're, uh, that we're interested in uh, this season, and, uh, and he's one of them. The, the, the challenge with those types of horses is they don't always... Don't always slot in as competitively as you'd like because you know there has to be the right mixture of, um, of, of speed with with those big horses that they can they can go the pace and uh, and that's one of the challenging things about lining up Crucible and where he fits because he's come out of two relative, relatively softly run trials and uh, and when the and when the pace of the trial is so sedate it's difficult to really be sure that they, he's going to be able to match it with. Horse like Snapback, who's coming out of you know, the trials he's coming out of, um, you know, you just have to when you consider you consider that favourite in that race today, trialled against a horse who went up to uh, Brisbane last week and demolished them. Um, so you know, Snapback's come out to two two solid Sydney trials. Uh, one last one last time, they freshened up, went really well in that that that, that, uh, that hot session at Canterbury. Last you know, a couple of weeks ago, so that'll be interesting. But he's uh, look, he's, he's, he's also uh, he's also a half brother. He's, he's out of a red red ranching there called Uncle Ranton. Out of he's a half brother to a horse that was a champion three year old in Australia by the name of Retrieve. And uh, and 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 you would be well aware that he got over a lot lot further than eleven hundred. He was a, he was a very very solid stayer here and went and performed overseas. And uh, and that and that mare has been capable of throwing everything from sprinters to stayers to middle distance horses, and hopefully Crucible uh, when he makes his debut today, he's able to he's able to show that he's got pace about him and that he's able to go to speed against these horses that come up come up against you know, hot hot trialers and uh, and he and he's, uh, and he's able to show that he's got real potential. But it'll be very interesting, and and if he can do that. Then we think he'll be pretty smart. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a striking looking colt. How about Hellfest, James? She's resuming today. Got a nice barrier. She has performed fresh previously. A couple of soft trials going into this, but we know she can perform at a high level. She's a a Group Three Typhoon Typhoon Tracy winner. Yeah, she's already a stakes winner, and it would be uh, it would be uh, her mission this preparation to get to the Magic Millions and. Uh, and performed strongly there. Vin Cox did buy Vin, Vin and Jason did buy her out of the Magic Millions a few years ago. So, uh, so this is a good kickoff point uh, since her 
sold early on in the spring carnival that didn't quite go the way we would have liked. Uh, she's had a nice break since then, and, uh, and she's managed to um, she's managed to come up looking well. She looks as though she needs the run, but she's also not the worst 15 to one chance we've sent to the race. She's trained very strongly during the week, uh, but she just has that soft appearance that she she will uh, she will improve. And then hopefully she's getting a nice run throughout in order to give her the opportunity to expend all the energy she's got and give her a best chance of getting the most out of her today. You know, she's a smart mare. Tradition uh, faces a bit of a test at Eagle Farm today in the Grand Prix. Um, but to be fair, he's a Frankel three-year-old who's moving nicely through his grades. He should have no trouble with the distance this afternoon, uh, James. Yeah, he's looking He's looking like he's in a lap up there. He had a trip, and uh, and now that we've gotten him out over a bit of ground, he's demonstrating his real potential. He's a, he's as, as your pedigree buff next year will be able to attest. He's amazing, an amazing young stallion, Frankel. He's just he's ripping off stats all around the world that are 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 impressive to behold. We would know in Australia these these, these terrific horses, Hungry Heart and Converge, have been an extremely impressive Group One winners here. Um, even uh, even. Group one place getters like Frankly Awesome who've come along and converted to be stakes winners as older horses. They add to the they add to the list of they add to the list of pretty good horses around the world. Um, you know uh, that are, are by this young sire, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be nice if we can if we can get one. But this horse of ours tradition is, is coming through. Well, a pretty a pretty thin provincial race and graduated to a. Uh, to beat older horses again at uh, at, the, at Canterbury in the midweeks. Now we're straight to a set weights group two. It would be um, would be a big. It's a bit of a jump, but uh, but taking on taking a red hot favourite there. But it'd be interesting to see how he measures up, and hopefully he can go on with it. You know he's going the right way. James, we're heading towards Christmas, but um, congratulations on the spring carnival Godolphin has had and. But already we're thinking of autumn, and as Rich mentioned earlier, Anima will be back in work, no doubt in secret, Golden Mile, Aft Cabin are all back. At, how are they all progressing at this early stage, James, for the autumn? <coughs> no, they're, all, they're, all, they're all dangerous. They're all feeling well. They've had a little, a little spell since the spring, and, uh, and we, we're, we're, liking, liking the, uh, we're liking their prospects for the new year. We've got as Vin said to us uh, during the week, we've got a lot to look forward to, and, uh, and we're lucky to be in that position. But they're they're back in work and uh, and charging around out there at the foothills of the Blue Mountains and horse, and horse heaven. And hopefully, they're, uh, they're when their training ramps up next year, uh, we're able to set our set our targets set our targets to, to lofty heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, James um, James Flemington today, race nine, micro and indifference. Just a comment on those, if you will. Yeah, I don't think indifference is without a chance. He he, he got uh, he he got stuck behind a wall of horses there at Mooney Valley, so he had has some stored energy to bring to this race. And micro trying best to get back to that really good form that he's got uh, since before we underwent a, uh, a tie back operation and uh, and we're warming to the task. He looks magnificent and he's training well. So both horses there are interesting horses in that race and uh, hopefully they're capable of making their own luck and getting into the race at the right time. 
and, and, and they can leave it out, leave it all out there on the pitch. Um, James Frankel is the joint fastest sire to reach a hundred stakes winners, and uh, he stands alongside well the other joint sire to reach a hundred in the same time. Two thousand. 402 days is Danehill, and he's done that quicker than Dabawi and Galileo. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know what I love about that is that, is that he was a, is that he was such an unbelievable racehorse and 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 trained on trained on a uh, like one did he win the he won the Judmont? I mean just won everything. Yep. He won a Queen Anne and Judmont, he won the two thousand my wife Monica, who were actually up celebrating her birthday, she she she, she saw him win the two thousand guineas. Live. Wow! Yeah, fantastic. So what, what I mean? So twenty-six I mean, group, twenty-six group one winners already. Twenty-six group right. one winners. So like you know these all these like all these wonderful racehorses, these cynical breeders who who mope around and say, oh yeah, but you know they'll probably fail as stallions. These great racehorses have got to have better chances than other horses of making it as stallions. You know, you think so. and there's they're going to get they're going to get they're, they're going to get um, the the in inverted commas, James, the better mares though, aren't they? They're going to get the better mares, but you know, plenty of plenty of plenty of people are just sort of cynical about it. You know, these are champion race horses that come out, and this horse has got, got out there and done it. He's been as good a stallion as he was a race horse, mm. and it's just a it's just a thing of beauty to, to be a part of. And we're lucky to have this this modest little three year old gelding tradition. Hopefully, we can we can turn into an, another stakes winner for him. Better that their turf. Champions than dirt champions, James, or are we going down a different path there? Well, um, you know, one thing I one thing I used to in, used to used to amaze me where every time Rafael Nadal would get to the French Open, he'd just be he'd just be unbeatable, wouldn't he? On play, unstoppable. And yet, and yet, Andy Murray would just wipe the court with him, and, and, and you know, on, on the hard courts in Australia, yeah. you know, amazing. Nice analogy, James. Always good to chat on race morning. <laughs> All right, guys. You better crack up. You better crack on. You probably got more people to interview.